morning. Happy Easter. Let's uh, stand and worship our Savior this morning. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin. Lost without hope and no place to begin. Your love made a way to let mercy come in. When death was arrested, my life began. Ash was redeemed, only beauty remains. My orphan heart. My morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance. When death was arrested, my life began. Oh, your grace so free washes over me. You have made me new, now life begins with you. Your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new, now life begins with you. Release from my chains, I'm a prisoner no more. My shame was a ransom. My dad and he called me his friend and when death was arrested my life began oh your grace so free washes over me you have made me your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new, now life begins with you. Our Savior displayed on a criminal's cross. Darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost. But then Jesus arose with our freedom in hand. That's when death was arrested and my life began. Oh, your grace so free washes over.
brought me from the darkness into glorious Just as we're kind of in, in between songs, let's just let the Holy Spirit uh, speak to us. Just take a little break and let the, let the Holy Spirit speak. And I love that song and the, 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 the repeating refrain is, thank you, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And Lord, uh, we do want to pause and, and, and do that. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for the blood that was applied and for the resurrection that shows us how to do it. Shows us what, what real life is going to be like. So we thank you. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. You are the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord Most High. Your hidden glory in creation, now revealed in you, our Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus.
Hey, Matt, can you uh, make the MC mic hot? I don't know what you, I don't know what you were going to do. Pray for you. Okay, because I was going to. No, I don't. I was going to call. I was going to ask for a volunteer. Well, too late. Okay. I was going to ask for, uh, so the MC mic's hot? Yeah, I really was. I had three men in mind. Was I one of them? And you were, you were one of them. I was going to ask for a volunteer. And if they didn't do it, I was going to call on, on one of the three, and I'll tell the other two guys who they are af, after, after church. church. Okay. okay. I'll let them know they. Huh? What? I don't know. I had three, I had three men, and I, I was just going to wing it. I was just going to wing it. And you, and you, and yeah, I don't want you to take Rusty's place. And I don't want Tony to take Rusty's place either. Tony don't want to take Rusty's place. Okay. All right, welcome everybody. Happy Resurrection Day. It's a very special day for us as Christians today. So I'm going to pray and, uh, and we'll let Daryl preach. So let's bow our heads. 
Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we just take this time and uh, come into your house, a uh, place of worship, a place of sanctification, uh, a place to step out of a chaotic, satanic world uh, just for a little bit. Father, as, uh, as we come this morning to, to worship, Father, give us a heart of sensitivity to your spirit. Father, as your spirit moves in this place today, um, help us to open our hearts and our minds. Uh, as my brother Daryl brings his message this morning that you've laid on his heart, Father, we just uh, we ask for that, uh, that spirit to help us, like we said, open our hearts and minds to what you have for us to understand. Father, if there is somebody in this house today that does not know Jesus as their personal Savior, I hope that spirit convicts them today and that they become one of your children in our kingdom. Father, we just pray all of this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Very much. Matt, uh, if you would, I, I forgot to tell you. Go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. What I see and what this is different. Let's leave that just, just for a second. Often we go to the text almost immediately. This is uh, the, the last couple weeks we've looked at uh, uh, in the upper room in the garden, and this morning is not in the tomb. And uh, my sister Carol was in Israel a few years ago, and uh, she took some pictures there, of course, a lot of them. And uh, I asked her for to send me a picture of her visit to the tomb. We don't know exactly where the we don't know the exact tomb that Jesus was buried in. There are there are two or three that are that are prime prime candidates, and this is one of those. And I asked for a picture of someone looking into an empty tomb. So that's what this is. This is uh, so. There's that. And I, I was just thinking of that, of the fact that one day, I don't know how this is going to work, but somebody may look into my empty tomb because mine's going to be empty one of these, one of these days. So anyway, there, that's what this, this is. And uh, let's go to John chapter 20, verse 39. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That looked like 39 to me. That's 3 through 9. I don't know if that's dyslexic or just not looking at it right. So it's John chapter 23 through 9. There, uh, I, you should say there's an outline of this message on the backside of your announcements. Not really. There's just some scriptures there this, this morning. Uh, I want to do this. I want this intentionally. I want this message to be very simple John chapter 23 through 9. This is Peter and John going and looking into the empty tomb. So, beginning with verse 3, Peter therefore went out and the other disciple, and John never refers to himself as John. He always refers to him as the other disciple or often the disciple whom Jesus loved. Actually, I think John could have said it better, the disciple who loved Jesus. We, we know Jesus loved him, but I think John had a special love for Jesus. There, Peter therefore went out and the other disciples, John, going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. John's kind of 
kind of bragging there a little bit, isn't he? I, out, I outran him and uh, got to the tomb first, and he's stooping down. So John, I, I need you to picture this in your mind. So John stooping down and looking in, looking into the tomb, saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him. There he is again, kind of, kind of trying, to, trying to rub that in. And went in, he went into the tomb and saw the linen clothes lying there. You know what the linen clothes are, right? The, the, the cloths that they wrap Jesus' body with. Body's not there. The tomb is empty. But the cloths, the clothes are still there. He saw the linen clothes lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, that they wrapped around Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. That's odd, isn't it? That's, that's, that's uh, different. Then the other disciple, this is John, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. When they said they don't know it, they, did, they didn't understand that. But I want to, before we move on to 1 Thessalonians 4, I do want to call attention to that verse 8 again. There you go. So John goes in, uh, came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. Stay right there just a second before we go to 1 Thessalonians. He saw and believed. Now, this is John, the apostle. And he's been through with Jesus three to three and a half years. He's been through a lot with him. John already believes. He already, he already believes. So what's that mean? He went in, he saw and believed. Now, he, uh, of course, it means he believed that the, the tomb is empty. He believed that Jesus died and rose, rose again, apparently, because he's not there. John believed, but he already believed. So what's he believing? He's believing more. He's believing more. He's believing, I want to use this a lot because I really think this is how it goes. He's believing deeper. He already believes. What do I need to believe for? What? Because I need to go deeper. More deeper similar very similar to the man in mark chapter 9 i think about this man and we used this incident a while back and i think about it a lot i, I am that man the father of the of the demon possessed boy jesus comes down from the mountain the disciples could not cast the demon out and they bring the boy to jesus jesus does cast the demon out and the but before jesus does that he asks the father can you believe? The father says those famous words that I think of a lot because this is me. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. I believe, but I need to go deeper. And that's exactly the answer. That really, that theme surrounds that, that whole story. The disciples say, why couldn't we cast him out? Why couldn't we cast the demons out of this boy? We've done it before done it before this isn't our first time and Jesus said this kind this kind of demon will not come out except by fasting and prayer you may have cast other demons out you've done stuff before 
but not this. You need to believe deeper. You need to go deeper. You need to go further. You need more. John believed, but now he believes more. Now he believes deeper. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Use this often at gravesides. I used it yesterday at a gravesite. First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. Resurrection. This is what's going to happen to us who are in Christ. Okay? I don't know. Do you think of... I don't know. Do you think about that much? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much is how much is healthy. How how much is good? I've I told you before. I doubt. I doubt that there's a day goes by that I don't at least consider it some or think about it some resurrection and and all that goes with that. And seeing Jesus face to face. And I'm sure a lot of you would say the older I get, the more I think about it. I, I think that's probably what we what we should do, but uh, this is that time when we actually see Jesus face to face. We leave this life and start start new life, new new life for us, and just all that that all that goes with that. And so the resurrection of Jesus, and then our our resurrection, and talking about that last day when Jesus returns and and it's all done and and. Resurrection begins, new life begins. And so, verse 13, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. This just simply means those who, those who have died. I don't want you to be ignorant concerning those who have died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, I'm going to pause right there. I'm going to use that verse a lot. I'm going to come back to it. But I'm going to take it slow right here. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, if we believe that, and then if we can believe it deeper, and then as we believe it more, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. I'll stop right there. I don't want you to raise your hand. I don't, I don't even want you to, you're hardly ever going to hear a preacher say, I don't want to hear you say amen. I don't want you to respond except in your heart. Do you believe, I'm going to ask you this again too, do you believe that Jesus died and rose again? Do you believe that Jesus died and rose again? Do you really believe it? Even so, God will bring with them those who sleep in Jesus, or those who have died in Jesus. That's verse 14. That's a very important verse. For this we say to you, by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, those, who, those Christians who are alive when Jesus returns, will by no means precede those who are asleep or those who have died. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. As we move on, let's just go ahead and put the other scriptures up. I'm going to divide this into two uh, parts or, or two different folks. Everybody in the room will 
will fall into one of the two. The first one that I, first group that I want to talk to is, is I realize it's not going to be a large group of these folks here, but, but there, there could be some who don't, who haven't believed to the point of receiving. And we're going to look at that scripture here in a second. But who haven't believed to the point of receiving. You've never asked Jesus to come in. You've never went through that, I hate to even use the word process. The process, you repented of your sins and, said, and confessed your sins. Said, Jesus, I confess my sins to you. I believe in you and I, re- and I receive you. You've never been, never been through that. Never, never done that. So if there is anyone in the house who is not what we sometimes call a b- believer, all right? I've just, I've just never done that, and I'm going to come back to this too. But I want to. I, but I want to. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And we don't need to add a lot to it. We don't need to add a lot to it. He's going to take care of all the rest of that. Say, man, there's got to be more to it. Yeah, there, in Christianity and in discipleship and in growing with Christ, there's going to be a lifetime more to it. I promise you that. There's going to be a lot more to it. But this is where believing starts. Do you believe that God has raised him? If you believe that in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you confess with your mouth, there's a lot to that. You know, well, how do I do that? It's just letting somebody know. Baptism at our church goes this way. I use that scripture in every person I baptize because here's how it, how it goes. Everyone who, who comes to me and said, I have confessed my sins to Jesus. I've asked him to come in to my life and to, and to save me. I'm ready to be baptized. When the candidate, when we're in that baptismal pool, and I go over this with, with them, but I ask everyone I baptize first, the thing I ask them in the pool is, do you believe that you have received Jesus as your Savior? And any of you that I've baptized, you know what how this goes. And then I ask you, if it's true, I ask you to say yes. Okay? Now, some of them uh, would try to nod their head. Okay? I don't want you to nod your head, right? I don't, uh, I'm getting confused. I don't want you to nod, nod your head. What, do I, what, what am I doing? I want you to say yes. Why? Confess with your mouth. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Have you done that? Just as simple as that. Have you done that? Confess with your mouth. Now, and then there's some who are a little shy. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm shy. You may not, you don't look like it, but, but, but I am. But there's some, and they want to say, I'll ask, do you believe that you have received Jesus as your Savior? And they want to say, yes. I said, no, I don't want to hear I want to hear, yes, <laughs> yes, I am. And I realize not everybody is that, is that way. But Jesus has done something with you, and Jesus has done something in you, and the rest of us want to know that. And so it's confessing with your mouth. Have you confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus? And do you believe in your heart 
that God hath raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Okay? No need to add a whole lot to it. In fact, I'm going to make it simpler than that in a, a second. The next scripture, I, 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 to, I tie the two words together a lot, believe and receive, because John 1.12 does that. But, as, but to as many as received him, to them gave he the right to become the ch uh, children of God to those who believe in his name. Believing, receiving, receiving, believing. You know, what's it mean to receive Jesus? Very, uh, it is a mystical thing. The scripture is really plain. The Holy Spirit comes on the inside. What's that like? I don't know. You have to experience it. It's where we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And I'm ready to confess with my mouth. The Holy Spirit comes in. We receive him because we believe in him. That's one of the things right there. You say, well, that's hard to explain. It sure is. You've just got to experience it. But do you believe to as many as received him, to them gave the power right to become the sons of God, to those who believe on his name. Do you believe that God has raised him from the dead? Are you ready to confess with your mouth? Here's the part. I'm going to simplify this even more, and I'm going to use this, the, the, use this thought the rest of the time. I've, uh, I'm, I tend to, I'm finding myself using this thought more and more, especially with folks who I've been talking to lately who are skeptical. And and uh, I've gone through, you know, taking the scriptures and explaining the scriptures. And there's still this, uh, the only thing I know to call it just is skepticism. Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I get it with my head. But still, I'm just, so I, there's a thought that I've shared for years, but I find myself using it more the past, in fact, past few weeks. I'm a Christian because I want to be. You mean it's as simple as that? In a way, yeah. I'm a Christian because I want to be. I'm saved because I want to be. Because there's not a Christian, there, there's never been a Christian who's been saved. There's never been a Christian who's in Christ who doesn't want to be. You see, the, the two don't fit together. No, no one's a Christian who doesn't want to be because it's based on love and, and, and choice and I'm a child of God and I'm a believer in Jesus Christ because I want to be, because I want to be, because I, because I want that. Now I realize I, I get the scriptures and I get the understanding of it. And, and I get where you need to, you need, but still it comes down to, I, I want that. I want that. I believe because I want to believe. I want that. I confess my sins because I want to confess. I, got, I, I want to get rid of all that. I don't want to be the same man that, that I was. I want you to change me, Lord. I don't want to be the old man. I'm, I'm done with that. There's no one who's ever been saved. Well, you know, I, I understand it, but I don't really want that. Well, you have to be saved anyway. No, you don't. No, you don't. And you can't be. The Father must draw you. And in that drawing, drawing and, hey, that's what I want. 
That's what I want. No one goes kicking and screaming into the kingdom. They want that. And it really is as simple as that. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that he died and rose again. I believe that he paid a debt for my sin. I believe that with, with all of my heart. And I believe that he can forgive me of all my sin, not just because he's a forgiving God, because he's a paying God. He paid for that. He ransomed me. He bought me. And he did all, all of that for me. And, and in that, he comes into me and he changes my life. And I, I want that I want that and so if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved if there's anybody in the room who's not done that at the end of the service we're going to pray and I'm going to ask you to do this right now let's just not worry about what anybody else thinks let's just do, do you want that so there's the first part. Now, the second group, we're going to put back up on the screen, verse 14, that, that verse that we slowed down so much. Now, we're going to talk to people like me in the room. I am a believer, but I need to go deeper. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Let's read it another way, and some of your translations say this. It's not a question. It's a statement. And if we're not careful, we almost read it like a question. If you believe, that's not what it says. It's not a question. It's a statement. So read it like this, and some of your translations say it this way. Since we believe. Instead of for if we believe, the real meaning is since you believe, because you believe, since you believe that Jesus died and rose again, therefore God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. That's me. Those who are already a believer in him. What you believe about Jesus affects what you believe about yourself. You see it in that verse? What you believe about Jesus affects what you will believe about what he's going to do for you. What you believe about Jesus affects what you believe about yourself. What you believe about what Jesus will do affects what you believe Jesus can do in you. What you believe Jesus has done affects what you believe Jesus has done in you. What you believe about Jesus affects everything what you'll believe about yourself, what he can do in you, what he can do through you. It's all based on what you believe about Jesus. Now many of you, most of you would say, I'm already a believer in Jesus. Great, I am too. But we're like John who goes to the tomb and he looks in and he believes deeper. It's just as simple as this. When I believe more, 
when I believe deeper, when my life in Jesus gets deeper and more still, still more, he begins to be able to do more through me. As I believe in him more, he begins doing more through me. Here's what ha happens. I'm afraid that some of us are there or are here in this spot. We have not grown in our depth in believing in Jesus, and so nothing is really changing in our spiritual life. Because nothing has changed in our belief about who Jesus is and what he can do, and just, just growing in our belief and our understanding and our faith and our trust. If that does not grow, then we're just kind of stuck in our spiritual life. Nothing is really changing. I want to use an analogy and an illustration in a way. You remember in the Old Testament, the children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years. If you look at a map and you look at the, the path that they took, uh, the area they covered in 40 years is not that big. It's not that great. So what I want to say is they kind of went around in circles. And they had to come up on some places from time to time. I mean, they're out there for 40 years. They had to go around. As they went around, there had to be this thought. Haven't I seen that mountain somewhere before? Haven't I seen? Didn't we camp here 10 years ago? I've seen, I've seen that rock. I, I remember, you know, I, I've seen this. And they just kept going around and around. And, and sometimes our spiritual life can get like that. Nothing new is happening. Nothing is changing. We're kind of we're stuck in the same prayer life or the same spiritual life. Nothing is changing. And it's all based on what we believe about Jesus, what we believe he can do, what we believe about, about who he is. And then our spiritual life begins to change. I'm going to use an, uh, an analogy, I guess you say, or, or I'm going to use a thought I don't want to make you feel guilty at all about this. I'm, I'm just using this to try to get you to think. On our announcements, we've only got one announcement this week, and that is about uh, working on, we're beginning an outreach to the county jail. All right, we need people to help. Right there. Now, I'm very aware, very, very aware, going into the county jail and working with prisoners is a stretch. It's a stretch for me. So many of us, we'd read an announcement like that. Here, here's what I don't want. I don't want you to think that all of us should do this, all right? I'm, I know that's not true. I don't believe that, that going into the county jail is something that, all, that, that everybody in the room should do. We're not all made, made for that. But some of us are. Some of us are. And you, you look at that opportunity, and if we're not careful, we automatically say, no, 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 I can't, I can't do that. No. Okay, I, I get that, because when the Lord began to deal with me about it, that's what, no, no, I can't do that. Now, I realize for a lot of us in the room, you're not supposed to do this particular thing. I'm not trying to make 
all the square pegs fit into a round hole and vice, vice versa. I realize we're gifted in di different things, but there are some in the room, I'm convinced of this, there are some in the room that the Holy Spirit's going to deal with about doing this. And it's a stretch. Well, that's what I'm talking to you about. It's a stretch. When's the last time you stretched spiritually? When's the last time you have stretched spiritually? When's the last time you tried something you've never done before? When's the last time you stood up and spoke to someone you've never done that before? Hey, that's, that's just not me. I get that, but it could be you if you'll let the Holy Spirit work through you. It didn't used to be you. But there's a lot of things that didn't used to be you. And the, and the Spirit comes in and Jesus begins to move. He begins to work in you. And you begin, you begin to be somebody that you didn't used to be. He's changing you, make, making you, if you'll let him, if you'll believe him. I can't do that. No, you can't do it. It's Jesus working through you. I, t I tell every young preacher, I, preaching is not hard to do. It's impossible to do. It's not hard to do. It's impossible to do. Then how can you do it? It's Jesus working through me. It's Jesus working through you. How could I ever, how could I ever do something like that? Or whatever it is. This is just, it's just an example. It, it, it's probably not going to be this, but it needs to be something. It needs to be something. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and we believe that he's going to do that with us, but we don't believe that he, can, that, that, that he can use me stepping out in faith to do something while I've still got life here. We tend to say, oh, yeah, I, I believe that, that, that Jesus can take my dead body and resurrect it out of a dead grave, but I don't believe that he can take me and use me in the county jail or speaking to my neighbor, or teaching that class, or praying out loud. I remember when, I remember when Aaron and I talked about having some of the youth just training them to pray out loud. For some of you, that's a stretch. Good. Good. Stretch. Stretch. Let the Holy Spirit do something through you. I don't know. I know that. I know it. I, I know it's scary. I know. But when's the last time you let the Holy Spirit stretch you and use you? Quit being the person. When you read the announcement, you automatically say, no, no, I can't. Stop that. Stop that. What about, you know what? I'm going to pray about it. And let's just see what. God does. I'm going, to, I'm going to pray about it, and let's just see. Let's see who Jesus is. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we believe that God is going to bring me with him. We believe that, that I believe that Jesus died and rose again, so I believe that, that there's one day God's going to do great things with me. Well, I don't want to wait until then. I want God to do great things. I want God to do great things through me. I want God to do great things through you right now. Stop just uh, saying no to everything.
and just, just, uh, just dream of the possibilities of what the Holy Spirit might be able to do through you as, you as you believe who Jesus is. You believe what Jesus has done. You believe what Jesus can do through you. I'm just asking you to consider. I'm asking you to, to pray. I'm asking you to stretch. Do you believe? Say, well, yeah, I believe. Okay, now, believe deeper. Now, believe deeper. Some of you have been walking around that same mountain for 40 years. It's the same mountain. It's the same campsite. It's the same prayer. It's the same, oh, no, somebody else can do it. Just, just again and again for 40 years. Can you begin to believe deeper? I'm going to ask you to stand and musicians come. I've already said that uh, they're primarily going to be two different groups in the, in the house. If you're here this morning and you've never received Jesus as your Savior, we were, we are going to give you that chance to do that. And, and again, please just, just kind of just don't, it doesn't matter what anybody else, what you think anybody else thinks. This, this is between Jesus and you. If you're ready, if you're ready to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you can be saved right now, right here. And the only people I would want to come are those who want to. I want to. That's what I want. I want Jesus to save me right here, right now. Then there may be Christians in the room who the Holy Spirit's been tugging. The Holy Spirit's been working. And he's been talking to you about some things. And, and you're struggling through some things. And it's time to believe deeper. It's time to stop walking around the same mountain and find a new one. Find a new mountain to climb. It's time to allow the Holy Spirit to work through you like he never has before. And you're sitting here or standing here and you're the same way. I want to. That's, that's what I want. Lord, I, I want you to work through me. I want that. I want that. I want, I want to believe deeper. And I want you to do more through me, deeper. If you want Jesus as your Savior, and if you want to do more with him and believe deeper in him, if you need to come and pray, and that's what we do here. These altars are here. You can come and kneel. You can stand and pray. You can sit. You just, I'm asking you to obey and listen to the voice of his Spirit as he deals with you and draws you. If you, want to, if you want to come and pray, we invite you to come. is calling 
Treasure you found. 